Publisher Podcast, episode 115. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Publisher Podcast. I'm Alexa Bigwarf, your host, and today I'm going to be digging into, with my guest, of course, a wide variety of topics. Wendy is an interesting guest because she is an illustrator, she's a children's book author, but she also writes in other genres, including paranormal. So we cover the gamut from getting illustrators and finding an illustration illustrator and writing children's books to marketing books of different genres and the whole publishing, how to choose which way to go for publishing and some tips on self-publishing and well, you know what, there's just a little bit of everything for everybody almost in this episode. When I say we covered a full spectrum, I mean it. On that note, we do have our tickets for the Women in Publishing Summit up for sale. It's early bird pricing right now. If you head over to womeninpublishingsummit.com, the tickets are $100 off until January 15th, and then the price will start going up. So make sure you get your tickets prior to January 15th, 2023 to save $100 on that ticket. If you are a children's book author, if you're a paranormal author, fiction, if you want to learn your different routes to publishing, basically all the topics that we cover in this episode today, we're digging into in depth in the conference. Over the course of four days, we talk about everything from writing to the production and publication of the book to the marketing of the book and to business growth and really getting down into niche topics on writing craft, editing, book production, how to find a publisher, how to self-publish if that's the route you want to go, digging into topics related to all genres, fiction, nonfiction, children's book authors, and of course, our track for professionals this year, which is a new and exciting adventure for us. So the full schedule has been put up on the website now if you want to go see what workshops are going to be covered to see if it's a good um, idea for you to join us. Everything is recorded and you have access to the recordings for a whole, well, till the end of 2024. So almost a full year. It does run virtually, so you don't have to travel. It's March 6th through 9th, and like I said, we cover the gamut on topics. Uh, so no matter where you are in your um, in your publishing journey, or if you are a service provider or publisher, I guarantee you there's some great stuff for you. And of course, we have all of our networking opportunities and opportunities to meet people who can help you, support you, and encourage you in your journey. So enough about that. Summit.com. Grab your ticket and enjoy the show. Welcome to the Publish Her Podcast, a place where you can come to get inspiration, motivation, help, encouragement, and support in your journey to write, publish, and sell your book. Hosted by Alexa Bigwarf. Cause I've been where you've been And I felt what you're feeling And I don't wanna get in your way I'm Alexa Bigwarf, host of this podcast, and today my guest is Wendy Faden, a full-time freelance illustrator designer living in Amherst, Ohio. She graduated from the Cleveland Institute of Art, where she also teaches continuing education courses for teens and adults. That must be pretty rewarding. Wendy launched her own design for publishing biz in 2021 named Createaway Design and Publishing to act as a book shepherd, helping other authors through the self-publishing process. She has 14 indie published books under her belt 
well so far, mostly picture books, which she's also illustrated, but also has her own novel series called Summer in Between to explore her personal interest in the paranormal. So boy, do we have some options on which way to take this discussion, right? (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Um, I think if it's all right with you, the two things I'd really like to cover today are first um, the the children's book element. And uh, we have a lot of children's book authors in our in our audience who may be looking for an illustrator. But I also think it might be worth us spending a little bit of time on what it's like to market two very different genres because we have a lot of authors who are are doing the same as you, either nonfiction and fiction or children's books and paranormal. And the question is always asked around, how do you build audiences that are so for such different genres? So if you're cool with that, we can talk a little bit about that too. Sure, absolutely. All right, so let's start off with just tell us about who you are, how you started writing your projects, whatever you want to share. Okay, great. So yeah, I started writing when I was, I don't know, basically when I first started learning how to write, <laughs> because, you know, just when I started learning my ABCs and started under, you know, uh, learning how to write words, um, my interest in writing actually to be honest began before that to be because I just I have this memory I can't believe I actually have this memory of being in the basement with a book (laughs) stealing a book off the shelf from you know from upstairs bringing it down the basement and and trying to figure it out (laughs) and I didn't even know how to read yet Uh, I, I remember looking at the the words on the page and wondering why are some of them grouped together when not what I now know are called paragraphs mm-hmm. you know why is why what are those marks that I see every once in a while those dots and little lines that they're called quotations um and so even before <laughs> so I was I think I was ready to write before I even knew how to write um yeah. So I love that I have that memory. <laughs> I'm really glad I have that. Um, so yeah, so when I was a teenager, I attempted to write my first novel, uh, typed it on a, on a regular typewriter, 104 pages, and wow. sent, it, sent it out to publishers because I was like, hey, I'm going to try, you know, why not? Because <laughs> my, my grandmother told me all about query letters and uh, she encouraged me a lot. Uh, she's the one who told me, taught me how to use a typewriter in the first place. And she my grandmother like, did the same thing. She gave oh me my, my first typewriter too. <laughs> oh my gosh. But I did not yeah. get 140 pages. I think I got to about eight. <laughs> <laughs> so good for you. And of course, I got all these really nice rejection letters back. <laughs> well, well, maybe a few that were actually nice. And I do remember one postcard that I did receive that just had uh, my name written in the blank and a check mark. You know, <laughs> it was one of those generic postcards. I was just, and so I basically kind of gave up for a little while as far as trying to even think about getting my work published, but I always loved writing and I knew it would always be a part of me. And so, um, so I ended up going the self-publishing route years and years later when I realized that there was this wonderful thing called print on demand. Mm -hmm. And, you know, since I'm an illustrator, 
um, an artist. I'm able to do the whole shebang myself. So I thought, well, why not? I, if I can do this, why not? So that's how I got into that. Um, and yeah, let's see. Um, as far as getting into, yeah, what was the topic that you really wanted to focus oh, on? Oh, yeah. Or? So um, let's start with the children's books and talk about okay. your, so so you started writing and illustrating your own children's books and um, the link to your books will be in our show notes for everybody to go check those out. At what point in time did you decide to start offering services for others? You said you, you created Create Away Design and Publishing in 2021. Is that when you first did that or were you doing illustrations for others already at that point? I was already doing illustrations for people. Uh, I decided to create my, my LLC um, just, I think it was just last year actually, when I, when I decided to do that. And that was the year when I did uh, the most, I guess, for other people. And um, before that, um, I really didn't do a whole lot, excuse me, of, uh, of illustration for other people as far as for books, because of course, I'm a freelance illustrator and that's my job. That's my, that's my, my career path. But um, it, <laughs> I'm used, I'm used to having to mimic different styles for other people in, mm -hmm. as a professional illustrator. But I realized when I tried doing that for other people for books, when I tried illustrating other people's books, um, just trying to morph myself into what they wanted, it just wasn't going as well for me. Mm -hmm. And um, it, so it wasn't until a friend of mine in Arizona, she bought one of the books that I self-published and that was one of my, my passion projects and I illustrated it the way I wanted to since I was the one who was writing it and illustrating it. Uh -huh. She, she bought the book and she said, I love this and I'd love for you to illustrate my book. So it was different because she, she already loved what I was doing. And she said, I want the same spirit, the same yeah. life in, in my book. And I was like, well, this is great. This works out perfectly because when I did the book that she loved it, I was able to whip it out in maybe like a month or, or a month or two, <laughs> as far as the illustrations go. That's amazing. Cause, yeah. Cause it was like, well, it was during the pandemic too. So I was, I was, uh, I wasn't really doing a lot of other work at the time. So that was helpful, but still, um, I would realize I was choosing a style that, that I was familiar with. I enjoyed and I also knew it would go quickly because I don't necessarily like to labor right. for a long time on one project. Even though I know that illustrating a book is a long project, it could take like a whole year to illustrate a book if you really wanted to you know, spend time. And it has taken me that long, if not longer, on some past projects that I uh, did for other people. Yeah, I'm, I'm look. I've been checking out your um, your website and your uh, your illustrations are so cute. I would I would almost describe them as whimsical. I don't know if they, but just that's, that's very a good word. Yeah, colorful and bright and cute. I see lots of animals. So um, definitely, if you're so, but I, what I don't see is how anyone would would hire you to work with them. How do how does someone do that from your website? Oh yeah, I guess I don't have that too uh, 
completely clear. Uh, but on my contact page, I believe I have some information or about, I think I have on my about page. Okay. Um, on my cawpublishing.com page, um, I've got a tab for about about me or something like that. Okay. Well, um, but anyway, I will, um, we'll, we'll be sending some folks your way actually, because we have some authors who have recently requested illustrator information and it looks like your book could be a potential fit for them. So yay. Um, super cute illustrations. So, okay. So, um, then you started, you started your company, you started working with other authors and illustrating with them. Do you, I noticed you um, refer to yourself as a book shepherd. So you help people through the process. Do you actually, are you a publisher as well of these books or do you, are you mostly in the guidance uh, for self-publishing? I can, I can do both. Uh, basically I've, I've done the whole, the whole package for people, uh, where I'll illustrate it and do the book design and even if they're completely non-tech savvy as a couple of people I've worked with are, you know, they prefer, they'll just um, have me even do the stuff on the, on the internet as far as uploading the book and all that stuff sure. and uh, inputting all the information, uh, helping them get an ISBN if they need that, helping them get a, you know, providing a barcode for them, that kind of thing. Um, but there are some people I work with who uh, already have some experience, already have their own um, their own publishing label that mm -hmm. they have for themselves. And uh, I'll, I'll always ask them, you know, would you, would you like, is it okay if I have my logo along with yours on the back or, you know, I always discuss that in advance with people, how they prefer to do that. Because if they've got their own logo, I'm like, well, as long as I'm credited in inside the cover there, yeah. um, that's enough for me. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, great. So at what point in time then did you start incorporating the, the YA? And it looks like, have you written middle grade books too? Yeah. Um, actually, the yeah, I've done middle grade with my Wearing My Weird series. That was actually the series that started, it actually was inspired by the 104 pages I wrote as a 12 year old. Mm -hmm. It turned into a three book uh, series called Wearing My Weird based on my experience from moving from Canada to the United States. So that was my <laughs> middle grade series. And then uh, now I've got this, I'm calling it YA slash middle grade, like, or like upper middle grade it's kind mm -hmm. of like it stretches it a little bit because um because the characters are all in junior high but it but it focuses on paranormal material so it's like okay. it depends on the maturity of the reader you know whatever um you know interest they have whatever sure. reading level they have everyone's kind of different so that one kind of like kind of goes in between the two which is uh, <laughs> which is appropriate because the title is somewhere in between. <laughs> right. <laughs> that, well, that works for you. That works. So I'm really curious about, um, really about the marketing element, because obviously marketing children's picture books, I mean, as a, as a children's book publisher with our company, Purple Butterfly Press, I can tell you um, for a fact that, that marketing to a children's, a true like elementary school audience is 
completely different and requires all kinds of different um, activities than it would for the middle grade or YA, which often YA is read by adults too. So how did you how did you tackle this? How do you market? Did you market? All, are you under the same name? And if so, do you wish you had done it differently or just I'll just let you start talking before I throw 50 questions at you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, what you're saying is helpful for me to figure out an answer. (laughs) But yeah, as far as what I should say, but yeah, I, um, I do. Yeah. I've heard of other people choosing different, you know, uh, yeah, a different name for different types of writing that they do. For me, I've decided to just use my name for all of them because Mm -hmm. uh, even my, uh, YA slash MG <laughs> novel series isn't really, you know, there's not a lot of serious adult stuff going on. There's, you know, it's not something that is not um, child friendly. Right, right. So it's I not actually, that different of an audience. So, it's not like you've got, yeah. you know, um, ABC book one, two, three plus, uh, uh, I don't know, what's erotica. One of the, right. Or, or even, you know, um, what are the vampire books? I can't believe I just forgot the, oh, <clears throat> you know what, a Twilight, 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 those, Twilight, those yes. would be a little, uh, yeah, of a different series, but yeah, if you're marketing towards the younger crowd with your, um, YA, then I can see how it wouldn't be that far of a stretch in your marketing for the younger yeah. kids and the, and the middle grade, younger teens. Yeah. It's kind of like uh kind of like a progression. I have a progression kind of thing going on, I guess, with my picture books. And then when my readers get a little bit older, they, you know, mm-hmm. get into maybe the middle grade. And then when they get a little bit older, they might get into the, you know, the upper middle grade slash YA, mm-hmm. um, depending on their interests, of course. Um, so, cause, cause yeah, I, I tend to, when I wrote my, uh, that, that older series, uh, I wrote it with the thought in mind, I would really love for my son to be interested in reading it. And at the mm-hmm. time he was 13 years old mm-hmm. uh, and he actually did really enjoy reading the first book. Um, so I, I met my goal with that. I was so yeah. happy because uh, he is not a reader and I was just very thrilled that he enjoyed it. So, uh, so yeah. Well, let's talk about marketing for a minute then, because, um, you know, I think marketing a middle grade aged book is, is pretty difficult. What, um, what types of tactics have you employed to do that? (laughs) Yeah, um, that's something, the marketing part is something that I struggle with personally, Mm -hmm. Uh, as a self-published author, you know, of course the marketing, that's always the struggle. And I'm learning a lot about that. Doing podcasts like this is one of the things that I've been trying to do more of, mm-hmm. uh, being in, interviewed on podcasts and just getting myself out there as much as I can. I did uh, uh, reach out to a, uh, a, teen, um, a teen book festival that's happening um, in Ohio, and I was accepted there, and I'm looking forward to going there. So the different festivals, you know, I'll, I'll submit different kinds of books. Um, I recently also went to a uh, what's called an author alley event at a bookstore. They have this alleyway and they had three different weekends, which it was was very that was difficult for me because they had a fiction weekend. They had a children's book weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I was like, OK. I mostly have children's books, so I guess I'll go ahead and submit to the children's book weekend. 
and uh, luckily they all they also allowed me to bring my teen books, which oh, that I was is very nice. happy about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wasn't sure if that would be okay, but um, but yeah, I, it was it, it, that was uh, kind of an event that had both uh, both picture books and nonfiction books, so mm-hmm. at least it wasn't too uh, out there for me to have my fiction books too. So. Do you find that festivals and events, you know, now that a lot of people are able to get back out again and may have written their first books during the the shutdown period and where there weren't a lot of live events, so are now seeking to get out there? A question I hear a lot from people is, especially if there's a a fee for the table or or, um, sometimes they can be as low as $20, sometimes it's as much as $200. So, you know, it's, it's a it can be a, a big investment. Um, but the question is always asked, is it worth it? Do I, will I sell books? Do you know, is there, is it worth the time, energy and investment to do an event like that? Yeah, I've, uh, I'd say yes. Uh, it depends of course, on how much the fee is mm-hmm. to join in. There are some events that you, that you might pay 80 to hundred dollars or, or more maybe to participate. I shy away from those because I tend to, that basically takes away most of my profits. Mm -hmm. And uh, so uh, I mostly just go to uh, events if they're $40 or less, that kind of thing that, that that's, that's acceptable to me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Although I believe the, uh, the event that I did that was connected with the book store I don't believe they actually uh, had a fee for theirs. And oh, nice. Instead, and and actually, I made the most. Oh my gosh, I made the most money out <laughs> of that event because um, not only because of that, but also because the bookstore ended up buying copies of wow. people's books after the event to uh, to have in their store. Yeah, and, and that was absolutely wonderful. Um, So I guess a pro tip from that is to get on the email list or social media of your local bookstores so you know when they're having events, because I'm sure they must do some kind of, did they do a call out for authors to participate in their event or did someone reach out to you? How did that come about? No one reached out to me, so I had to investigate it myself. Mm -hmm. I I think, I can't remember how I found out about it initially. I think I might have, um, uh, sorry. signed up for their newsletter, their mm-hmm. e-newsletter and saw, I just opened it up one day and saw this thing called author alley event. And like, what's that? Mm-hmm. So I had to do the investigating. I, uh, I actually, you know, didn't hear anything about it other than that. And thank goodness. I, I kept, um, I kept in touch with them Yeah, and, um, I actually am starting to have a good relationship with this bookstore now too, because, uh, I also illustrate these bags that you see behind me here. Yeah. Um, they're like writer themed and you know, that's actually part of my main job is I, I illustrate for the, this, uh, company that does that kind of thing. Oh, how fun. But I, uh, but I, I have the idea to do these writer slash book reader themed bags and, uh, they weren't selling very well with the company that uh the main company that i'm doing this for but that's because they're selling to a different kind of customer so mm-hmm. i brought i bought a bunch of them to attempt to show to bookstores and that's going much much better um so it's this really cool yeah so it's there's nice a couple to have, 
Yeah, it's nice as a writer, I think, to have uh, if you've got um, something in addition to your books yes. uh, to bring to events. I think that's a nice thing to do when you go to events. If, even if you've got buttons or something like that, uh, that are connect, that are related to your books, it's nice to have other little things for people to pay more attention to your mm-hmm. your table and uh, they'll see, oh, what's this, you know? I would agree. And, you know, it's a topic that we discuss um, a lot through our different uh, workshops and the membership and all those kinds of things is because to your point, I mean, you have multiple books out there, but it can take a while before you start seeing the income um, from your books to generate a living, a salary enough that you can live off of, right? You know, everybody has different goals and how much money they, they want to make some people, they don't care about money. They're just happy that they published their book. Other people want to make back any money that they invested in the production and publishing of their book. And other people want to go for the gold, you know, live off of their, off of their, off of their income royalties. But Um, to have this additional, we talk about additional streams of revenue. And so you're, you're blessed with the gift of illustration, but the fact that you have, uh, have designed these bags and I see they're on your website too, but that's an additional stream of, of income for you for while your books are getting off. And I would imagine it also um, brings people to you when they find this, they, they may click over to your website or do other things. So that's really cool. But I think that um, the key takeaway from the bookstore event is that, you know, I'm, I'm just going to pick on the people that have published their books and just expect um, booksellers and retailers and <laughs> readers to be banging down their door, trying to get them places and buy their books and all those things. It takes quite a bit of initial personal investment and investigation to find these events but but how smart from the perspective of the bookstore that they kind of they kind of set up an event where they could preview some books and also get the opportunity to see what people were actually buying when they came through so like okay that's a book we want to have in our store we see people buying this book um, and, you know, it's it's challenging to get into local bookstores for new authors and indie authors because of this, of, of the fact that booksellers have no idea if your book is going to sell or not. And, you know, that kind of gave a little bit of social proof. So how cool. I'll have to start, I'll have to follow my own advice and get on. We don't, you know, it's sad. And where I live, there's so few actually brick and mortar bookstores the small ones. Of course, we have Barnes and Noble and Books a Million and, and the big chains, but very few small, small retailers. So those of you who live in a place where you're blessed to have lots of bookstores, get to know them, find out what they're doing, see what activities they have. It's a really great way to literally get your foot in the door. That's right. That's right. So what's next on the on the horizon for you? Do you have more books coming out? Are you um, what are you doing? Yeah, I've got uh, this picture book that I have on my plate that I need to finish up. I just need to finish illustrating it. It's all written. So I keep hoping that I'll be able to, I really want to be able to release it this year. There's just been a lot going on with my daughter getting into her senior year of high school and all that (laughs) stuff, dealing with all this, all this personal stuff that's kind of, you know, getting in the way a little bit. Um, I also need to need to work on book three of my fiction series. So uh, that has been terribly put on the back burner lately. (laughs) And so like hitting myself over that. Uh, But I'm like, okay, if I can get this picture book out this year, it's called uh, 
let's see, it's called, oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> this is helpful. Like, this You're like me like, under pressure. Oh it's like, uh, what are your children's yeah, yeah. names? Um, <laughs> exactly. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, what is it again? Oh, boy. It'll come to you as soon as It'll we end this me. interview. You'll be like, I it's not out yet anyway, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll be able to find it on your website when it's ready. Um, so as we wrap this up, do you have some tips that you would love to, to share with newer um, or those just getting started with publishing a picture book on things you wish you'd known or success for launching that first book or whatever you would like to share with our audience? Great. Yes. Well, I would say, you know, uh, don't put all your eggs in one basket, especially <laughs> when it comes to traditional publishing. You know, there's, you don't have to, even with children's book publishing, you don't have to think that you, that there's only one way to do it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and if you go with a traditional publisher, they'll probably want their own uh, illustrator anyway. Yeah, so if you want to go with traditional publishing, mm -hmm. then you don't have to worry about getting an illustrator. Um, but uh, even if you do want an illustrator, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, I can't afford one. There are lots of different ways to go about it. You know, there's there, there are people like me out there. There's you know people online that you can find, Fiverr, or you could go to a uh, your <laughs> your local uh, art school and you know get an art student who's really interested in broadening their um, portfolio and mm -hmm. you know have them have them work on your book. So uh, there are lots of different ways to do it. And big, big time though, don't let little stuff like how do I get a barcode or an ISBN number get in your way. <laughs> right. Absolutely. <laughs> of self-publishing. Won't let those little things get in your way there. You know, that's why my business is called create away <laughs> publishing. <laughs> so I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Well, I appreciate you taking your time out today. And again, um, the the link to her website is in the show notes. But for anybody who's not looking at the show notes, do you want to go ahead and just speak it out for them so they might be able to jot it down? Absolutely. I you, you said it's uh, create away design and publishing is the name of my business, but the web address is cawpublishing.com. That's pretty easy to remember. All right. Well, thank you so much, Wendy. This has been a fun and, you know, I always love talking to children's book authors because that's where I spend a lot of, of my time. So I can't wait to pass on this information about telling them to go like scout out all their bookstores and find out if they do little events like this. I know there's always like indie bookstore events. There's National Read-A-Book Day. There's all of these different type of events. There's the, um, it's like a scavenger hunt type thing that a lot of the bookstores participate in. And I've forgotten the name of, of that event, but um, definitely, definitely, definitely for children's book authors, get out and see how you can connect with not only your local bookstores, but local schools as well and any events that they might be having. Um, and of course, fairs, as we get to the end of the year, we'll start seeing a lot of holiday fairs and markets and all those types of things. Those are great ways to get your books out in front of, of new people and sell some books. Mm -hmm. yeah those are the best <laughs> yes all right thanks wendy have a great day you too alexa thanks you don't have to give me your heart you don't have to give it away you don't 
you for joining us on the Publisher Podcast. We hope to see you back for the next episode. Great huge thanks goes to Jasmine Commerce for the use of her song. You can find Jasmine on SoundCloud. Go check out all of her music. We'll see you next time.